0: Hello, hello, my lovely folks out there today on this beautiful, sunny, rich, and blessed day. I don't mean rich by money. I mean rich by soul and love and compassion for yourself and towards others on a daily basis. Don't let anything change you. Stay forward, stay direct, and stay caring and stay kind. So as you guys can see by the title, it says, When the Student is Ready. Yes, when the student is ready. And I'm going to start off by saying this today. If you can learn from hard knocks, you can also learn from soft touches. That's by Miss Carolyn Kenmore. And hello, hello to everyone out there. Marahave bikis, marahave bikas. I'm glad you are with me today. This is Something More, my series on excavating your authentic self. I am the narrator for the beautiful author, Miss Sarah Brethenak, the author of Simple Simple Abundance as well. I will also do a series on Simple Abundance after we are done with the series of Something More as well, possibly, or might come before. Our spiritual lessons are the myriad life experiences that come our way, especially the ones we don't understand. Our masters are soul-directed events. Soul-directed events push us past the perimeter of comfort and the safety of old patterns. Soul-directed events defy logic and ridicule reason. But soul-directed events, authentic moments, never betray us. It's true that that frequently they leave us in a daze or catapult us into confusion. But as with driving through a patch of fog that comes upon you suddenly, if you keep your heart steady in the same way you firmly hold the steering wheel, you can make it until the fog lifts. Suddenly you can see the road again. You can see where you're headed. You are returning to yourself. Re-embodiment is not easy. If it were, everybody would be doing it. It's been an observation, and my observation, that only one woman of great discernment, woman with no time to lose or squander, and women who frequently feel too close to the edge for comfort are the best candidates. Women, very much like you and me, we choose re-embodiment, not as a way out, but as a way to get on with it, to jumpstart the progress. Do you remember the 1980s expression, get a life? (laughs) Well re-embodiment is how you get a love life, a life you love, because the life you get is finally your own, not your mother's, not your sister's, not your partner's, not your best friend's life. And it isn't the miracle you've been praying for as long as you can remember. I know because it was mine. Now, when I look at the um, photograph of a woman, I am the woman I've become, the woman I've always was, but I never knew. I am surprised by joy and astonished by awe. For the first time in my life, I'm not wanting, for I have finally come into my own. So you can too as well. This is the miracle. I would like to midwife for you. The re-embodiment of yourself. We need to go back to the moment you lost yourself. For a while, you were almost certainly unaware of it at the time. There is a place where you veered off your authentic path. Fortunately for us, life's highway has as many on-ramps as it does off-ramps. On the way to authenticity, on the way to our soul-driven need to discover something more, each of us has lived seven past lives. Lives in which we have been starting over, surviving, settling, stumbling, shattered, sensing, and searching for something more. As in the psalmist's prayer, we must pass through the valley of the shadow of discouragement, denial, doubt, and darkness before we emerge into the light of something more. The soul of simple abundance was its first principle, gratitude. The soul of something more is the last simple abundance principle, joy. Just as gratitude helped us move from from lack to abundance in all facts of our life, joy will help us move from imitation to authenticity. Many of us confuse happiness and joy. Happiness is often triggered by external events, events we usually have no control over. You get the promotion, he loves you back, they approve your mortgage application, happiness, camouflage, a lot of fears. But joy is the absence of fear. Joy is your soul's knowledge that if you don't get the promotion, keep the relationship or buy the house, it's because you weren't meant to. You're meant to have something better, something richer, something deeper, something more. Joy is where your life begins. With your first cry, joy is your birthright. However, reclaiming joy as your birthright requires a profound inner shift in your reality. Most of us unconsciously create dramas in our minds, automatically expecting the worst from every situation, only to have our negative expectations become self-fulfilling prophecies inadvertently we become authors of our own misfortune and so we struggle from day to day careening from crisis to crisis bruised and battered by circumstances without realizing that we have a choice folks we have a choice imagine this scene a woman arrives at heaven's gates with more baggage than she can carry quote-unquote why are you still hauling all of this nonsense the angel at celestial control asks. You are supposed to get rid of most of this time around. I know, but I can never get a kick out of the misery habit. It's a real drag, but misery loves company down on earth. Besides, if you have been born into my family and married the four carbon-based life forms I did, repeat and return, sweetheart, the angel says sarcastically, stamping the woman's traveling papers. Repeat and return into the recycling center until a counselor goes over your case. How long would that be? Not a clue. Could take a week. Could take a couple hundred years. Depends on whether or not you'll be classified as hardcore. The hardcore boneheads get shipped out almost immediately. What's a hardcore case? The lowest rung in divine devolution. Every time you go back, life keeps getting harder and harder. And at some point, your core gets shattered and you hit rock bottom. Finally, you look up asking for help, maybe even being grateful. You're grateful you're still alive to work through whatever spiritual assignment you brought with you into the world, be grateful. That's the first step to the path of joy. Hold that thought. We're gonna move now into our second section of something more for this episode, a site map. What could happen if one woman told the truth about her life, the world would split one. Muriel Rukeser said that. And to be one woman truly holy is to be all woman. Kate Breverman said that. It would seem to be an easy thing, really, the reading of a book. You pick up a book and open it, fix your gaze and begin. Well, maybe so and maybe not. As a reader, I'm hard on books and other writers. A passionate woman, I like my men in books to knock my socks off. It's got to be love at first sight. I need to be bowled over by an author's insight to wonder how I've lived before the book explained it all to me or how the author knew me so well. In reality, while there is often a mystical bond between writer and reader, the author is just trying to figure out his or her own life on the page, not mine. But as the Irish poet W.B. Yeats once told an admirer of his work, if what I say resonates with you, it's merely because we are both branches on the same tree. So it is with this book the wonderful writer Katherine Patterson has observed that part of the magic books is that they allow us to enter imaginatively into someone else's life and when we do that we learn to sympathize with other people. But the real surprise is that we also learn truths about ourselves, about our own lives that somehow we hadn't been able to see before. This was a very difficult book to write and there were many times when I didn't believe I had the courage to finish it. Over a year and a half I threw out versions why? Because when I read what I write what I what I when I read what I written, there was no emotional connection. I had to try to tell the stories especially my own from a distance. But our souls long for communion and connection. I knew what I wanted to say, but I wasn't saying it. I was frightened to put myself out there in even more honest and intimate way than I had in simple abundance. But as Jessamine West tells us, talent is helpful in writing, but guts are absolutely necessary. To be very frank, I was afraid that you read too much into every woman's story I recounted in this book and imagine that I was really writing about myself. Good Lord. Are they going to think that's me, I'd ask. Finally, the page told me to stop stalling and get it over with. The truth is that some of the stories are mine, but most are other women's. They are of women in the public eye and women who have lived their lives far from the camera's gaze. But it shouldn't matter whose stories these are because some might resonate with you so deeply, they could be yours. They are. They are all of our stories. We're all branches on the same tree. I've told you before that authenticity pushes us past our comfort zone. It's meant to. Reading this book will do the same. No tears in the writer, no tears in the reader. The poet Robert Frost confided. No laughter for the writer, no laughter for the reader. I laughed and cried as I wrote this book just as a woman laughed and cried when we give birth. And I sense that this will be your experience as well. Folks, this will be your experience as well, folks. We are giving birth to our authentic selves. That's why I want to urge you to go slowly. If you get to passes, that's just too tough. Save it for another day. So in this case, save my podcast for another day. It's okay. At the end of each chapter are some enjoyable exercises intended to prime your well of inspiration and give you some psychic breathing space between the sections. They're called field work. Archaeology is our frame of reference and as the archaeologists of ourself, it will be necessary for you to do the sun, same type of digging in the verdant field of your past in order to aid the excavation process. I've placed various fieldwork suggestions at the end of specific chapters because I feel that the questions asked and the exercises complemented the journey undertaken in them. But if you're in the midst of a chapter that's difficult and want to turn ahead to the next set of excavation exercises, go ahead. And if you're your gal who likes to skip ahead, please be my guest. But at the same point, if the re-embodiment process intrigues you, you'll need to go back and pick up where you left off. That's really what this book is about anyway. So picking up where you left off on your deeply personal journey to wholeness. I recommend that you read something more once through and then go back and take your time rereading each chapter. There's a lot to think about when we invite you to the reembodiment process to begin. A lot to ponder in our hearts. You may be used to reading books that have creative exercises promising, here's how to change your life. This is not one of these books. This is a book meant to be read, absorbed, and then mulled over until it begins to make sense with your own authentic interpretation. And whether you agree with me or not, as we have a conversation on a page, please be willing to think about your life in a new way anyway. Transformation is a slow process, so we don't want to be discouraged. Take as long as you need. Do be gentle with yourself and allow your heart and mind and spirit to process the stories and lessons you've read before you return for more or what you have listened to before you return for more don't worry your authentic self will guide you and your search will be all the more fulfilling i hope your search for something more is just that more bountiful more exciting more exhilarating more joyous more miraculous than any personal journey you've ever been on before blessings on your courage your buried treasure lies within my dear your buried treasure lies within i promise you i promise you Now, when we go into our next episode, which will be tomorrow, we are going to be talking about romancing the soul. She had been forced into prudence into her youth. She learned romance as she grew older, the natural sequence of an unnatural beginning. This is what we're going to go into tomorrow, folks. So please tune in. I am honored to have you here listening to me right now, taking your time, your 15, 20 minutes out of your day in order to listen to some wisdom and some encouraging words for your everyday life, no matter what race or where you come from. I'm excited and I'm glad and I appreciate you all for appreciating me. This is a part of giving. It's part of impermanence. Just seeing the goodness in all reality whether or not it's good or bad and I appreciate you all thank you all for stopping in peace and love for everyone and peace be with you ashlam alaykum